If you have hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, or any other joint pain, you've probably come across the idea that all your pain is psychosomatic, that it's all in your head, and that maybe, just maybe, you're desperate for attention and validation, and that's why you keep whining and moaning about your poor little body. Or maybe, as some doctors suspect, you're just trying to get some pills. You may have also heard of John Sarno and the theory of tension myositis, that your aches and pains are not from structural issues, but rather from repressed, unprocessed emotions like anger and anxiety. So can you cure yourself of physical pain by addressing your emotional pains? Or are you just making yourself a victim to get the attention mommy and daddy never gave you? In this video, we'll talk about chronic pain and tension myositis. I'll give you my perspective on how much of this is BS, how much of it isn't, and what you can do to help yourself out of chronic pain. So if you're ready, let's get ready to think right, move right, and feel right. So first, let's just give a brief summary of some competing ideas and flavors in this realm of it's all in your head. The first is that you're just looking for attention, your ailments are your mind's unconscious way of getting the attention you want or need, and sometimes it is conscious and you're just looking for attention. The second version is you have unprocessed, repressed emotions and that's leading to physical ailments. To me, the first interpretation is the most annoying to have laid on you. Is it potentially true in some rare instances? Sure, but if you're someone who's actively seeking a solution to your pain, it comes off as extremely condescending and totally unhelpful. Let's assume for a minute that it's true. Assume that I'm seeking attention by consciously or unconsciously creating ailments to complain about. By telling me this, are you hoping I'll just stop? find another outlet, suddenly I'll decide you're right. This is silly, I'll just stop hurting now. Thank you. More likely, if you tell someone you're just trying to get attention, you're just gonna piss them off. Which brings us to the John Sarno school of thought, which has a strong focus on potential mental and emotional sources of physical pain. This is the second flavor, and it makes more sense. In short, the idea is you have emotions like anxiety and anger that you haven't admitted or expressed to yourself or others. To distract yourself from feeling those emotions, your brain and body have turned up the dial with different aches and pains. Whether this is to distract you or to even alert you to the suppressed emotions is kind of up for interpretation but the end result is you are in pain. According to this theory, if you attend to your suppressed emotions and go back to living a normal life, your pain will disappear. Treatment involves journaling, support groups, therapy, and ignoring the noise from well-meaning medical professionals who just want you to wrap yourself in bubble wrap and lie in bed with a helmet all day to protect yourself from structural damage. So you might be journaling with raw, open honesty for a few weeks and bam, you unearth all these things and you're feeling better than anyone can believe. Sounds amazing, right? But how much of this is true and how reliable is this as a cure for pain? First, let's deal with the underlying idea and then discuss the actual efficacy. First of all, mind and emotions can 100% affect physical comfort. It's absolutely bonkers to suggest that there is a dividing line between your thoughts and emotions and your physical body. If you're pissed off, certain muscles tense up. Your jaw, your neck, your shoulders, your forearms and fists. If you're sad, certain muscles go slack and you feel very specific physical sensations like heartache. You can see all this in other animals too. You can tell when a dog is sad. You can tell when a cat is scared. You can tell when an elephant finds you irresistibly attractive. 
Now, of course, as a human, you can also try to hide your emotions, but that's a lot of work. You have to dedicate some energy to keeping all the normal physical expressions of your emotions in check. That doesn't come for free. And that's why Sarno's idea actually makes some sense. Because it saps a lot of energy if you're constantly trying to hide and suppress your emotions. It's a constant stressful demand on your entire system, and eventually your system will break down. Maybe it's because you're having to fire different muscles to hide the normal muscle contraction pattern. Maybe it's because you are clenching your jaw and neck and spine muscles to maintain the appearance of having it together. Maybe it's because your brain is constantly firing off a do not show anger message to every cell in your body. It's like trying to drive a car on the freeway with the parking brake engaged the whole time. So in short, is this theory believable? I think so. I've seen in my own life how just recognizing certain emotions and feelings and stories from my past can help me feel a lot freer. I can let some things go and suddenly I just feel better. It's like taking the parking brake off so I can zoom. Now the second question here is does plausibility mean that this is actually the cure for everyone's physical pain? Is it effective? Just because it's plausible and possible doesn't mean it is true and effective for everyone. I want to take a quick moment to say a huge thank you to Molly, Thomas, Dewey, Christine, Cruz, Bernardo, and a huge thanks to Susan, all of you for becoming patrons on Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting this channel and future videos like this one. If you want to support this channel too, please find me on Patreon at patreon.com uprighthealth or use the donate links you'll find in the description box. It really helps me make more videos like this one. And if you haven't already, please go to uprighthealth.com newsletter to sign up for my newsletter so we stay connected even if YouTube decides that they don't like the stuff that I'm saying because it might put some doctors out of business. All right, let's get back to it. Now, in 2007, David Schechter, a medical doctor and former student and research assistant of John Sarno's, published a very low quality study with a very high risk of bias on 51 patients with back pain in the journal Alternative Therapies in Health and Medicine. The Wikipedia entry on tension myositis claims a 54% success rate in this small group, but when you click into the paper citation, there are no numbers to corroborate that. Basically, all you can tell is that people improve their pain levels by some decent amounts, but I couldn't see the full text to see any metrics on full resolution. But I think it's safe to say that if there had been full 100% resolution of many patients' pain, the study authors would have pointed it out in the abstract. But if we put that aside and just take this study as gospel truth, which it isn't, we could say that using Sarno's methods could cut your average daily pain levels by around half, and that's pretty awesome, but that's not close to 100%. So I don't think it's smart to pretend that addressing emotions alone is going to cure everyone's pain fully because it's plain not true and it really pisses people off when they know it's not true and you throw the it's in your head line at them because they might take it the wrong way and think that you're suggesting that they're just making things up to get your attention when you're actually trying to be well-intentioned and say maybe you have some emotions that you have to deal with or maybe you do mean to imply that they're making things up in which case you're kind of being a jerk. But even if addressing emotions isn't 100% effective, it's way better than doing multiple back surgeries to fix alleged structural issues that might be causing your pain. And attending to your suppressed emotions is much, much safer than having someone slice and dice your spine or your knee or your shoulder. 
And it's an important step in the right direction for many people who are suffering with joint pain. Because if you go through life completely divorced from your emotions, you're gonna have a rough time. I don't think that's a particularly controversial statement. But if that idea gets you super worked up and angry so you're frothing and spitting at the screen ready to type up a treatise on how that's a baseless assertion without fact, merit, or evidence, I would gently suggest you have so over-intellectualized your life and shoehorned your existence into a text-based and technological hellhole that you would benefit from going outside for a casual walk more than once every leap year. Also, I'm sorry your neck and shoulders are always so tense. Just think again about driving your car. Is it good to use the brakes sometimes? Yes. Is it good to use the parking brake sometimes? Yes. But do you want to be pressing the brakes and engaging the parking brake the entire time you're taking a road trip to the Grand Canyon? No, you want to be judiciously using the brakes when you actually need them, not all day long and not for your whole life. The point here is that it's a lot of work to stifle your emotions. It's a lot of stressful work to constantly fight back the urge to scream, cry, or just stand up for yourself. And if you do that enough times and long enough, your body is going to complain. But for many of us, if not most of us, addressing emotions alone isn't enough because while they do play a role, they are not the sole factor in how your body feels. So let's talk about that. Imagine for a moment that I am at a music festival on MDMA, which the kids call Molly or ecstasy, depending on what form it comes in, and I am feeling totally in touch with all my emotions and feeling love for myself and the whole world, but you are binding my feet and legs with a tight tourniquet into a torture position, which will still eventually lead to physical discomfort. Even if you keep me rolling on MDMA for another few weeks, I'd still have to deal with the lingering effects of the leg binding and the muscle atrophy following several weeks of months of being in a hospital bed in a horrific serotonin depleted coma. Similarly, even if I meditate for three hours a day, I'm still going to feel pain if after dinner every night, you stab me with a knife in my hip, opening up the same wound over and over and over again. Feeling at peace and in touch with my emotions does not mean I'm going to be free from physical pain if I'm constantly subjecting my body to a specific stimulus or stimuli that hurt my body or imbalance my body in some way. Ensuring I feel happy and self-actualized doesn't ensure that I will be free from all physical aches and pains. It just gives me a much better chance of being free because it removes one major factor that could contribute to my having chronic pain. And the big upside here is that addressing the emotional contributors to pain is generally low cost or free. So if you're trying to get out of chronic pain, it makes sense to deal with both the emotional factors and the physical factors. It's the best way to do it. Let me share how that has looked in my own personal journey. I had multiple physical injuries that never healed right, starting in high school and into college. I strained my back, then I pulled my groin, then my shoulder went out, then my hands and wrists, and blah, blah, blah. It was a cascade of injury leading to compensation, leading to injury, leading to compensation. And the physical therapy I got didn't seem to help. I took pain pills, that didn't really help. I saw stuff from John Sarno and I thought, this is horse poo. And I basically ignored the emotional aspect as much as I could. And I made okay progress getting out of pain as I learned stuff about biomechanics. And as I figured that stuff out, my body felt better and better. This was really challenging though because biomechanical factors are so poorly understood even in and especially in the medical and physical therapy worlds. And God help you if you try to engage a medical doctor on the topic of muscle balance. Biceps femoris, you mean these muscles here? No, uh, 
You mean the triceps femoris? And while I was on that biomechanical journey, I had some teachers who literally forced me to face the emotional factors, and I ended up doing an eight-week meditation class. I saw some good results there, but I didn't stick with it. Why? Because meditation was physically painful for me. Sitting for long periods hurt my hips, so it was hard to free myself of pain when the alleged path was painful. The problem was I had some biomechanical roadblocks in my way. My hip muscles were stiff, weak, and inflexible. So I spent all my energy learning about the biomechanical factors, and as those have been cleared away, I've been able to sit more comfortably and be more still, so I can now better address the emotional and psychological factors that predisposed me to physical discomfort. In other words, if you're in physical discomfort from a biomechanical cause, it's really hard to calm the mind and get in touch with your emotions, with your past, and with your feelings. But all that doesn't mean you shouldn't also try that route. If you recognize that being sleep deprived, stressed out, and emotionally suppressed as potential contributors to pain and discomfort, you'd be an idiot not to try to address some of that at the same time you're addressing potential biomechanical factors. For some people, this might mean sleeping better, eating better, journaling, and meditating, making a huge difference pretty quickly. And that's maybe where some people's biggest gains will be. But maybe you're already good at all that stuff. Maybe you already get good sleep, already are tuned into your emotions, and already feel healthy in all these different ways. Focusing on the biomechanical issues will be more immediately beneficial. That's where a channel like this comes in. I mean, that's where every YouTube channel that tells you the three secret ways to cure yourself of pain forever come in. What are the three secrets? Secret number one is to stop eating. Check. Secret number two is to stop drinking. Check. Secret number three is to die. Um... You wanted a guaranteed way to cure yourself of pain forever? That's it. That's the only way I know. Pain is just a natural part of living. It sucks, but it's also valuable as a tool to learn and evolve. It helps you become better. Returning to the main point, it ultimately comes down to finding the right mix for you. Your journey to feel comfortable and free requires you to explore where you are stuck, both physically and emotionally. You should attend to the emotional aspects that John Sarno preaches about. Nobody sees their health get worse from sleeping better, reducing stress, journaling about difficult feelings and emotions, meditating, and eating well. There's literally no downside, and all of these strategies are free. They may feel difficult to start or difficult to maintain, but they are 100% useful tools, even if they aren't 100% effective. And you should attend to the biomechanical issues. This gives you the best chance of figuring out how to feel good as soon as possible. And this is where the idea of ATM comes into play. When doctors are busy telling you that your bones are deformed or you need to have some muscles, tendons, or ligaments severed in some misguided attempt to fix your aches and pains, remember to always think muscles. Barring super rare diseases or infections, training your muscles to move and stabilize your bones properly is the way to restore physical comfort. So don't get caught up in fancy sounding orthopedic diagnostic names since the science on the surgeries it's almost always as bad as the tension myositis study we touched on earlier. And the effectiveness of the surgeries often turns out just as poorly, if not worse, because there's major downside to cutting your body open. And if that little rant there made you scratch your head, check out the description box for links to videos that dive deep into the BS around hip impingement surgery. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And I'll also include some links to shoulder impingement surgery and how that's been totally debunked as well.
For me, attending to the emotional aspects makes a big difference in my overall quality of life. It improves my ability to think straight and it improves my ability to feel my muscles when I train them. It helps me notice when I'm moving through poorly controlled movement patterns so that I can then address the relevant neurological and biomechanical issues. But when I first started my journey, I made big gains by first attending to biomechanical issues. Those issues were contributing to emotional and psychological issues, so I was trapped in a cycle. By breaking that cycle, I was able to make progress that let me see how those psychological and emotional issues were also contributing to the cycle. Now I know that if I'm too stressed out and pissed off, I can't accurately gauge my current physical status or progress. That's why I do things like limiting social media exposure and participation. That stuff is designed to piss you off and keep you amped up and engaged. And that ruins your mind and body as it fattens the pockets of questionably human creatures like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. So if you want an easy win that'll help you get calmer and feel stronger, Add that to your list, reduce or eliminate social media exposure. So in summary, my take on the it's all in your head and John Sarno's tension myositis theory is that it's not perfect, but it can be incredibly useful. Let me know your thoughts and experiences with your emotions, your biomechanics and your life. And let me know what you learned from this video by dropping me a comment down below. To support me and future videos like this, find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash uprighthealth. To rebuild your body at home, go to uprighthealth.com slash DIY and find a program that'll work for you. And for more videos to help you live right, check these out here. Like, share, and subscribe with the bell notification on. And as always, I hope you remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't.